Hey, this is Brandon Emma Richardson, and we are the pastors here at Slate Church based in Waterloo, Ontario, and this is our Sunday podcast. We really hope this message inspires you to lean into all that God has for you. If you would like to get connected with us, follow us on social media or go to slatechurch.com. And hey, it helps us a lot if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Join us for today's message. Okay, where to from here? Man, this is, a, this is a blessed message. I'm returning back to something that I spoke about back in January of this year as we set off with some new vision. Um, potentially it was after January. We were talking through this, um, this series called This Is Church. And we landed in Acts chapter 2 for a large portion of it. I think the other people that were speaking in that series, they kept speaking out of different parts of the Bible. But I kept drawing us back to Acts 2, like almost like, we're not leaving this, you know? And we're back at Acts 2. Here we go. Where to from here? The question that was on the disciples' minds and on their lips is Jesus, who they've followed for three years, has just been crucified before their eyes. Some of them before their eyes because they watched it happen. Some of them are hearing about it because they hid at a fear of their own lives. Asking this question, where to from here? And they remember Jesus' words to go and wait for the Holy Spirit to go and and wait because it's both a action word and it's a staying word. We learned this as a church not too long ago. You can go back and watch our This Is Church series. And what we experience and what we read is that the action of going is actually followed with this like weird or, or juxtaposition of staying because the best thing we can do as Christians is to wait for the Holy Spirit to be filled and go. And so here they are, they're all waiting, and, and they're, they're waiting there. And, and we're going to find ourselves in Acts chapter 2 today. I've already prayed. Um, I've told you the passage that we're working through. And today I'm going to preach in a slightly different way. If you're joining us for the first time, I, I, thank you. My name is Brandon. I'm, I'm the lead pastor here alongside my wife. And um, so maybe you don't know how to speak. But today I'm going to speak by just walking us through this passage and making points as I go. Because I want to highlight things, but I want to highlight them in real time, if that's okay with you. So in Acts chapter 2, we see that it says, when the day of Pentecost came, it says that they were waiting. And, and it says that they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came down to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Okay, this is the first part. And we're gonna walk through this a little bit. There's two parts to this and, and I wanna come back to it. But it says, when the day of Pentecost, so they're waiting, right? Jesus told them, go to Jerusalem and wait. Go, wait, and then you're gonna go. This is the, the rhythm of how our lives should look even as we leave our homes. I, I, I have, I have a, a vision in my mind and, 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 a, and a, a, a desperation and a longing in my heart for our church moving forward that we would be the go, wait, go type of people from our own homes. I don't just mean from church. I mean from, from, from homes, that we, would, that we would go, 
to that quiet place with God, that we would wait there. And before we head off to work, before we head off to that meeting, before we head off to, um, to go pick up the kids, whatever, whatever it looks like, right? Like, that we would constantly throughout the day have these go and wait for the Holy Spirit moments where when we're filled with the Spirit of God, that we would go and now inhabit these spaces where God wants to reach. I think unless we are go, wait, go type of people, that we're gonna really have a hard time ministering to a world that seemingly, and I'm telling you, really doesn't want God right now. There are a lot of people open to it, and I believe that there is an openness today like never before. But if we are under any um, uh, notion or, 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 or maybe or, or misperception that the enemy is not at work, I am telling you that the, the enemy would love for nothing more for you to forget that he's at work so that he can just keep moving without your knowing. But I really believe that we have to be these types of people that we go to that quiet place, we wait for the Holy Spirit, and we go out and we worship God or, and, and, we, and we reveal him to the people around us. Now, in this scenario, before they receive the Holy Spirit, before this waiting period is fulfilled with a, with a rushing, a violent wind, it says, with the Holy Spirit coming back, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They were all together in one place. The day of Pentecost is a really important day for those that understand church history and even where the church was birthed from and why Jesus came from a specific family line. And that specific family line had found itself in captivity to the Egyptians for quite some time. They had found themselves in, in captivity and, and um, just before they were released from captivity um, by the leadership of a guy named Moses, uh, Moses had gone to Pharaoh and, and, and asked for a release for these people for quite some time. And after all the trials and tribulations that the Egyptians went through, God had a final commandment for them. On the final night, he was gonna release them. He said, go and take some lamb's blood and, and paint the doorpost of each of your homes and paint that doorpost. And, and when I come, when, when my spirit rushes through, I will save anybody that has the blood painted on their doorpost. But for those that don't, and of course the Egyptians did not get that, um, uh, that message. For those that don't, um, there, the, I'm actually gonna deal with the Egyptians. And we know from the story that at the time, the, the, the evil Egyptian empire at that time uh, lost all their firstborn sons to this, to this, um, to this, the, 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 the spirit of death, it said, that came through um, the, the Egyptians and it left the Israelites alone because they relied on this blood, the promise of God that he was gonna save them. Now, the day of Pentecost, the reckoning, it would, it would draw back memories and images of this happening when the spirit came and they were saved. Now, the interesting thing, and why am I telling you this kind of awkward and weird story about blood of lambs being painted? Now, we're not required to do that now, but it was a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do for us today. See, so the blood on the, on, the, on, the door, on the door frame, the blood that was smeared there to, to, on the day of reckoning as the, 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 the angel of death would pass by. You see, today, I wanna to encourage those of you that are watching, and maybe you don't know Jesus, and I hope that there's many people watching today that don't know Jesus, all we need to do is receive what Jesus did on the cross. You see, the Bible consistently names and labels Jesus as the new lamb, the pure, pure lamb, the spotless lamb, that his blood is shed and painted over his people that we would be saved from death and actually receive life in him. It is a it's a reminder to these people that why Jesus came this day that they're celebrating is a reminder that Jesus was paying that price for their own 
sin. And for those of us that are watching right now that are going like, man, this is wild. And I don't even, like, I don't even know how, the, the most amazing thing about this is that it costs nothing to receive Jesus' blood in your life. And in fact, I want to remind you, even in the Old Testament, there was a grace because as the, 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 the angel would pass by these doorways and, and, and check whether or not there was blood on the door or whatever, the angel wasn't looking into the doorways to see who was in there. It wasn't looking to see, hey, did that, does that person have a drinking problem? Does that person have a problem with, with, with uh, abuse? Does that person have a problem with sin? Does that person have a problem? The angel just passed by because it didn't matter who was in it. It mattered that God wanted to save them. It wasn't something that they did that saved them from the angel that day. It's not something we do that saves us from God. It's by allowing the blood of Christ to cover our sins. That is how we are saved. And so those people would be gathering in a remembrance that Jesus has just rose from the dead. And as they're asking this question, where to from here? They're reminded once again as the Holy Spirit rushes in that it is not their actions that, they, that saves them into their future or from their past. But it is their reliance on waiting for the presence of God. It is in their reliance on God's, on, on God's son, Jesus' blood covering them and their actions because they received it freely. It is on that, it is on that truth alone that they receive the spirit of life. It's a beautiful picture. And so, so now this, 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 um, uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit shows up like, like a violent wind and it fills the whole house where they're sitting. And they saw like tongues of fire separating and falling on them. And it says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Okay. You know, I love, I love um, my family a lot. You know, my kids are, are phenomenal. I'll tell you a quick story. I just went away for a week. Uh, now, this was a week ago, but I, I went away for a week and I was in Edmonton um, in Alberta, Canada, if you didn't know where that was. And I was there, I was speaking, so I was gone for a Saturday and a Sunday. I came back for the Monday, and then I was on a plane to San Diego. There's worse places to be. And I was there for four, four days. I was about to say four weeks. It's like, what does this guy do? Uh, four days with a bunch of other pastors um, just seeking God's spirit for our churches. That's essentially what we were doing. And, and it was a phenomenal time together. Well, my son, Theo, if you've never met him, he's just the sweetest little boy. Um, I, I absolutely love this kid. And he's obsessed with Paw Patrol. Anybody have any uh, kids or family members or friends' kids that are obsessed with Paw Patrol? Um, Paw Patrol, it's like, it's like, I don't want him to stay obsessed with Paw Patrol into being, you know, going into high school and that sort of thing. That would be kind of awkward. But um, it's an easy thing for a child to be obsessed with because like you can turn their day around by just buying them something that has to do with Paw Patrol. You know what I mean? And so when I go on vacations, I always, or no, I wasn't on vacation. What am I talking about? I'm going on vacation without my family. That doesn't happen. When I go away without my family, um, I always set up scavenger hunts for the kids. And so I will record a video um, and I'll tell Emma where to hide it on that day so they don't find all the scavenger hunt stuff throughout the week. And I'll tell them where to go look for their thing. And so I got Theo, uh, a, you know, a Paw Patrol thing while I was away and they're just so excited and everything. Okay, before I left, Theo um, took two of the characters. He's got these plush toys, like stuffed animals. And one of them is Marshall, who is his favorite. One of the favorite things I love about my son is that he picked a, uh, a secondary character in Paw Patrol to be his favorite dog. I love it because he didn't choose Chase, who's like the star of the show. He cho chose Marshall. And I just, 
there's something about it that I'm speaking over his life that he's going to be this humble leader, and I absolutely love it. So he gives me the star of the show, Chase, and he gives it to me, and he says, Dad, I want you to take this with you, and, and, and so you have somebody with you, and I have somebody with me, and when we miss each other, we remind each other of it. And I said, I'll go one step further, buddy. I'll get Chase to send you videos to Marshall, and you send Marshall, uh, send videos of Marshalls talking to Chase. So the whole time I'm gone, over these seven days, I, we, are, we are talking back and forth through Chase and Marshall. Marshall, and we had this little father in some moment, and uh, it was in my vlog, and somebody said, like, I just love the, the cuteness of, of Chase and Marshall and all the rest, and, and I, I'm, I'm appreciative of all of that, but who knows that loving my, my kids and my family through a screen is not the same as loving them in person. It's just not the same. Like, you guys wouldn't say I'm like a good dad if I just spent all of my time behind a screen. No, 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 because we we also need to be in person with our families. Like, if that's an option, then we should go for that. Now, what an odd thing to say on the first, like, relaunch Sunday for a bunch of people that are online. It's like, wait, what is he telling us right now? Is he about to, like, shut down? No, 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 no. This is the clear vision, and Nate already went into it, but this is a clear vision for those of you that are online. It says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All. It it doesn't say he was filled with the Holy Spirit because Peter was just like off by himself. It doesn't say she was filled with the Holy Spirit because Mary Magdalene was just off by herself. It says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there's something powerful that God does when we're together. In fact, the Bible has something to say about this. Wherever two or more are gathered in my name, there I am with them. I really believe that there are no solo journeymen or journeywomen in the kingdom of God, but we actually need one another. Where am I going with this? Because you might be watching alone and you might be like, this is my lifeline. What are you saying? The vision of Slate Church is not for you to be alone. You may have started alone, but it's actually to run together. There's this African proverb, and I know this is church, and I know you might be like, what are we doing just boring, like random proverbs from other, you know, cultures and whatever else. The African proverbs are pretty deep, and this one, I think, speaks to us really deeply. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And I really believe that if we want to go far together, far as, as people of faith, we got to go together. All of them were filled with the, all of them, and they were all together. See, the vision of Slate Church is to, to make disciples of all of Ontario. And I know a lot of you right now, you're watching by yourself, or you're maybe watching with somebody else. I would say to you, start getting a vision for your town. Start getting a vision for your city. Start to get a vision for your region. And start to get a vision for this promise. Because if this video, if, this, if what God's doing through the screen today ends with you and in your living room, then we're not going as far as God wants to take it. God wants to bring others into his family beyond just what's happening in your room right now or happening. He wants to move through you. 
And if we're going to make disciples of voluntary, we need people that are tuning in online that say, hey, this is a medium to get people surrounded and get people together in the presence of God. It says there was a gathering, and that's where God filled them with the Holy Spirit. We need one another. We need gatherings. We need, small or big, we need places where people are going, you know what, come over to my living room this Sunday, and I just want you to tune into church with me just this Sunday. Just, just come over to my place. I want to, I just want you to show you what God's doing in my life. And afterwards, it's just you and I. Let's talk about what we heard that Sunday. And maybe for some of you, you're going to start doing this, and God's going to start popping up mini revivals in living rooms all over Ontario that launch into watch parties, that launch into extension services, that, heck, become campuses because of your obedience to bring others into what God was doing in your living room. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit begin to speak. And we need the Holy Spirit to move forward, but we need each other to, to, to experience the Holy Spirit together. My encouragement to you is don't do this alone. Right now, my mother and father who are tuning in, mom and dad, I'm so proud of you. You're part of this online campus. They're getting ready to start inviting people over for their watch or for their for their um, their locals plus, they're actually starting to to gather a locals plus together. And if you're interest, interested in what I'm talking about, then what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to send a, a message to info at slatechurch.com or fill out a connect card so that we can know that this is part of your heart and you actually want to start this as well. But they're starting to gather together a locals plus, which is locals, but it means that the, the plus means that we're seeking to grow it into a location. So a local becoming a location. That's what a local plus is, whereas locals are a part of an existing location. Locals plus are small groups of people that are starting to gather around the mission of Jesus, what he wants to do in their city, in their town, their region, in this province, and they're going to become locations. And my parents are doing this right now, where all of a sudden they're gathering family together, and they're gathering people together, and they're going, we can't keep this message to ourselves. And they're already thinking towards 2022, where they're going to start renting a space, where what we're doing online with this, with this online service is then going to be beamed to them, and they're going to experience church in a building with a whole bunch of people. Then what's going to start happening is those people that start gathering alongside their Locals Plus group, they're going to start finding people that are musicians and singers and worshipers and have the heart of God in them. And then they're start going to start doing worship at that location with these messages coming to them every single week. And by the time we start doing that, we're going to identify somebody as a gift of preaching on their life. And we're going to raise up a communicator in that location. And then all of a sudden what we have is we have a, a church running in a space that never had it before. And I don't know about you. I don't know about you. And we're clapping in the, in the, in the studio right now for all that God's doing right now in living rooms and waking up hearts. It's exciting. But I want to see God move in this province in my lifetime. We have to recognize that this, this, this society that we live in is very post-Christian. But we got to change the narrative to what does it look like for this to be a pre-Christian province where all of a sudden God's presence moves once again. Where all of a sudden God is on the, on the, on the lips and, and, and on people's tongues where they're sharing it more frequently because they are empowered by what God is doing in them. All of them are filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Church, we cannot move forward unless we are filled with the presence of God as Moses prayed. We already talked about him. The Israelites are released from captivity. They start marching around in the desert, going towards the promised land that God had for them. They're about to face some obstacles in front of them and Moses would continually pray to God, God, do not send us up from here unless your presence go with us. 
don't take this dream upon yourself if you're not willing to submit to God and submit to the plans that he has for you and receive his spirit because you're gonna need that when times get tough. Now, I know when we talk about the Holy Spirit, some people are a little bit worried about that. Christians have made that um, a little spooky. It's <laughs> probably the best way to say it. Christians have made the Holy Spirit spooky. The Holy Spirit's not spooky. But it does do this thing because it says now there were staying in Jerusalem some God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are the, all these men who are speaking not Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears uh, in his own native tongue? And they list off some different regions that the Jewish people were coming from. And then it says that uh, um, uh, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? And it says, some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine to drink. <laughs> Which I, I'm like, okay, I mean, that's interesting. But what I find it interesting is that for so long, Christians have actually been more concerned about what other people will perceive of them when the Holy Spirit comes in than than, than being excited for what God could do through them if the Holy Spirit fills them. So we hear stories. I remember bringing somebody, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And um, yeah, come on, that's uh, that's a great spot for anybody to start. I mean, you get all the crazy stuff out of the way to start, right? And um, I remember bringing my friend to a Pentecostal church in, in university. And by the way, we're a non-denominational church, and so you might be like, Pentecostal throws it. Don't worry about it, okay? Like, I love the Pentecostal church, but this is also not a Pentecostal church. Okay, that's all over with, because I have nothing against them. But I brought that my friend to a Pentecostal church, and, and, and after the service, he said, like, dude, like, nobody was, like, rolling around on the ground. He's like, I didn't see anybody swinging from, like, ropes in the ceiling. And I'm like, are you for real? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, I thought, like, people were, like, rolling around, like, barking like dogs, and I'm like, what are you talking about? But this is the kind of crazy stuff that we sometimes think about when we think of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want to say to you, is that when the Holy Spirit moves in your life, some, however, made fun of them and said they had too much wine to drink. Some are going to say that you've gone crazy. But every time we think of the Holy Spirit, for those of us that are hesitant, we miss out on the fullness of what God has for us because we're worried of the some that might judge us. And we forget that there was an entire paragraph before this of people hearing God in their own tongue because they were speaking in other tongues. And I want to move with the Holy Spirit where we start believing as a church. And by the way, online, you're getting a taste of this before I bring the rest of our church through this. But I want to start seeing people speaking in tongues again. I want to start seeing miracles happen again. I want to start seeing the prophetic rise up in our church. I want to start seeing this stuff because otherwise we are quenching the Holy Spirit. And we're not going to be a church that quenches the Holy Spirit from what he wants to do because of the some that might think we're crazy. More people met Jesus than those that doubted him. 
And by the way, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it gives you the edge you need. It gives you the, 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 the language you need. It gives you the, the way to speak that you need to be able to bring others into that gathering that might be just one person in a living room right now. The Holy Spirit enables your tongue to bring others into that gathering where they might experience him because the Holy Spirit empowers our language to draw men and women of all nations unto him. We need the Holy Spirit. Where to from here? With the Holy Spirit. Staying where we are. Going to that space where we can meet with God to have the Holy Spirit fill us so we can go out and bring people into the presence of God with us because God's heart is not just for you. It's for the people outside of the four walls that you find yourself in right now. The church in Canada is just getting started. In fact, I would say this Slate Church is just getting started here in Ontario. And I'm asking you online campus, are you willing to be a part of it? There not be, might not be a location near you right now that you can drive to in a half hour, but I wanna see what we can do over the next five to 10 years with a bunch of people obeying the Holy Spirit inside of them and bringing others into the presence of God and allowing the presence of God to give us the language we need to speak to a culture that desperately needs to hear the message of Jesus. Come on. You guys excited? Worship team, you can bring back in the synthesizers and the keypad and the whatever you guys want to do. Xylophone. Might be a little distracting. Online campus, if you're watching live, which I hope you're doing, you'll notice that all throughout COVID, when we put up that little little box that says, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus or whatever it says, right? I'm going to learn that language a little better so that it comes out more clear. But you'll notice that you can tap your hand, right? To, to raise your hand to receive Jesus. And, and that's not, you're not pushing that button to receive Jesus. That's just like, it's an outward indication. Literally the button doesn't get Jesus inside of you. you we understand that, right? But maybe you're confused by that and you're like, I got to press this button. But when we've seen people press that button all throughout the, I don't know about you, but like something happens in me. Like someone somewhere is watching this right now and they decided to click that because of what Jesus was doing inside of them. May we be the type of church online campus that is making sure that our friends are tuning in each week, that is sending out the link ruthlessly. That's like, I don't even care. I don't even care what they think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send out this link until people block me. And I, I pray that you would be the type of people online campus Come on, we're a church, Slate Church. We're a church that goes out and we make sure that people hear this message. I want, I want us to get excited every week because that number begins to grow. That number begins to take on a new meaning where we begin to realize it's not just a number, that's a soul on the other side of another screen somewhere that's a part of your community, the online campus that is giving their life to Jesus. That's exciting to me. And now maybe you're on the other side of this and you're actually today watching and you don't know Jesus and you're going, man, when that... When, when death comes, I want, I, want, I want to receive everlasting life. That image of the angel of death passing by on the doorways and you're inside and you're like, man, God's not gonna accept me, all the things I've done. He passed by without looking into the room to see what you were like. He was just making sure that you were trusting in God. Today, you don't need to rearrange your life. You just need to receive what Jesus did for you. Right now, if you wanna make that decision to follow Jesus, the best decision you could make. It's a starting point. And maybe God started in your life and getting a hold of you way before this moment. But maybe this is your moment where you, you have a, a moment of reconciliation where you say, no, change starts now. 
My life is yours, God. That's all we're gonna pray. You trust in what he did for you. And that is what makes you right with God. If that's you today, could you just press that button? Raise your hand, let Jesus know outwardly, here I am, God, I don't want you to miss me. I don't want your spirit of life to pass me by. I want it to fill me. I wanna pray for you, Jesus. Thank you so much for every hand that is raised or button that is pressed right now representing a soul that wants to receive what you did for them. A moment to say, I'm repenting and I'm trusting in a God that did more for me than I ever could in my own power. Be with them, we pray. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just a moment. I believe Pastor Nate's gonna give you just at the end of our service, a few more steps that you can take if you just made that decision. Church, online campus, and I love that I can speak now messages directly to you that impact the way that you're experiencing church right now. This is a word from God for you. Yes, there's some vision that God's placed on our hearts as lead pastors wrapped up in this, but more than that is a, is a God that died on a cross for you, crying out to you through the screen right now, going, I want to use you. I wanna build my church on your life, no matter how jacked up it is. And trust me, he built his life on jacked up people. I know because I keep offending people without knowing it. And they tell me. And yet somehow God keeps using me. All my scars, all the things that are messed up with me, he keeps using me and he wants to use you. If you're sitting over there today and you're just going, I want to be, I want to see God's spirit move in my region, my city, my town, this province. And I want to start inviting people into that. And maybe, maybe I'll start praying about a locals plus, a local that becomes a location. So that's you. Could you just raise a hand where you find yourself? Close your eyes, get into that space with God where the distractions are limited. Jesus, this is a message for all of us. And this is a message, God, that's meant to, to stir us up into, into what would come next. God, I, I didn't even read it, but it comes to my mind right now that after your spirit fills your church in the book of Acts chapter two, the very next paragraph has Peter who was denying Jesus while he was on a cross. He's filled with your spirit and he goes up, goes out of this place that they're meeting and addresses the crowd and he lays out the gospel for them. A man who was previously denying Christ is filled with the spirit. He goes out and addresses a crowd and 3,000 are added to the, their number that day. Jesus, I pray that hands raised right now would represent and, and right now in this moment that your Holy Spirit would come into rooms and spaces and places and that there would be such an empowerment that even out of some people watching right now where they find themselves, that they would go out and through their life, Thousands would come to know you because of their obedience to you. Not the building of their own brand, not that making a name for themselves, but God, because of you. Fill them, we pray. Be with them, we pray. Show them that you are capable to provide the language to a culture about your salvation and the goodness of Jesus Christ, even when we feel like we can't, that your Holy Spirit can. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to our Sunday podcast. To hear more messages like these, be sure to share and subscribe. We're thankful for all that God is doing in our church right now. 
We would love to have you be a part of what is going on. You can connect with us by filling out a connect card online at slatechurch.com. And hey, stay tuned for more content coming soon.